Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of You Deserve Fresh Lettuce. I am your co-host, Rachel. And I'm Delia. And today's topic, this week's topic, is toxic people, toxic relationships, just the toxicity and the whole thing. If you speak Spanish, we're talking about the toxicas. <laughs> you so, know who you are. Welcome. And if you don't know, we're going to describe you in a minute. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get ready. Get we're ready because here we come. <laughs> All right. Did you want to get us started? Yeah, so I just, you know, I thought this was a really good subject only because a lot of people talk about toxic people. And I love how people want to correlate toxicity or toxic people with narcissistic people. And that's been like the biggest thing lately. Like it's like a trending thing. Like he's toxic or she's toxic. She's narcissistic. I want to say that there are two different types of people. There are the narcissist, and we all have a little bit of that in Everybody us. Everybody has Everyone has, because mm-hmm. we all, you know, we all want to think highly of ourselves, and we all, what yeah. have you. But then there's the toxic people, the girl or the guy that's going to wait for you outside your house, and the girl that <laughs> might slash your tires and, like, spray paint your car. So those are the people that I'm talking about. So I don't know what your experience has been in the past with narcissistic people or oh toxic people. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, this topic, it kind of spans even outside of marriage and in and, and relationships yep. that don't even have to do that with rom- you know, romantic relationships yep. and things like that, and they're tough to navigate. I think we can all be capable of being toxic. And yeah, I, think I think that so, yeah. the only difference is that some of us are really good at right, like checking ourselves. Delia and I talk a lot about yeah. checking our motives, right. like gut checking ourselves, right. right? Checking our attitudes, checking our moods. Like, And when you have that self, the ability to self audit yep. and go, I'm thinking, I'm thinking something right now that I believe is true. I'm getting freaking pissed off or yep. whatever it is. Yep. The toxic ones go. They freaking they just, run with they, that. They, they that, put on their Nikes and they just like, like, they're they just are, like, we're going. Their hair in a bun yeah, they're take like, off the hoops. Get the Cortez, like, dust vamos, them off, vamos. and they're on their way. Yep. But a healthy person that's not toxic, because we all have those feelings and we thoughts. We do, yeah. But then there's the people that can actually do an audit and go, hmm, you know, do I, do, does he deserve me to spray paint freaking cheater on the side of his car? Yeah, he does. But okay, he is that does. the right thing to right. do? Right. No. no. You know, so I think the toxic people not only think it and feel it, they but go they and they act, act on, it. on it. Yeah. They, they act, act on, on it. it. So part of part of this also, in my opinion, has to do with like I don't know, does it correlate with toxic people with, you know, having a GPS on the guy's phone, right? Or putting a GPS on their car. I guess it could be one of those things where you don't trust the person or, you know, I, you know, have had experiences where I've dated someone and they're outside of my house now, like with girlfriends and all of a sudden he's sleeping outside waiting for me to get there. That is creepy as you know what, like, yes. you know, that's almost like borderline obsessed toxic it's a little bit of everything and so for me I always think what is it is it what what do you what do you call that like what is it toxicity at its best at its finest what would it be I mean (laughs) you know I here's the thing that's interesting about this because it's not like I super prepared to talk about this topic because it felt so natural I'm like okay we can we know a lot of toxic people but now that we're talking about it and I'm thinking about it because you mentioned about the little stalking situation outside the house or whatever. Yeah. Some people will be like, oh, so cute. You know, he's freaking, yeah. he loves me, right? But I can tell you, you know, I've had 
that relationship where the person shows up randomly. There he is in the distance. I mean, uh, I mean, a thousand times in a single relationship where I just felt like that's just him. And so I feel mm. like it's toxic based on your how it makes you feel. Like that person's toxic because they made you feel okay out of pocket. So like they're not bringing out your best. Okay. And so they're toxic to you. I almost right. feel like the poison is like how yeah, how you receive it because many people looking on to that relationship that I was in where he would do that we're like, that's not good. That's, that's something else. That's, mm. you know, like you said, obsession that could really be dangerous. Right. They saw the toxicity in that behavior, mm-hmm. it, but it didn't impact me in a, in a, in a negative way. So I didn't view it as toxic. That's so is that because you weren't scared of him just popping up? Cause I can tell you for me, I would come home cause I lived with my parents at the time and he'd be outside sleeping in his car yeah. waiting for me to get home two in the morning and I would like to tell you it's cute, but it was not cute. It was like negative cute. It was to the <laughs> point where I was like trying to sneak into my house, but he was outside of my house. And it was it was really overwhelming for me. And not to mention going back to the whole narcissistic part, this is where it kind of correlates though. They say it's very, I guess it runs parallel in a way. Yeah. They'll always say like, you'll never do better than me. Oh, you're never going to do better than me. Like you, I'm the best that you've ever had. And so good luck. And they want to belittle you to the, to a point where they're showing you, they're showing up, they're, they're telling you basically you're never going to do better. And I want to believe that that's borderline, you know, it's parallel narcissistic slash toxic. That's very toxic. Okay. So anything, this is, again, we're all just talking opinion. We're not clinical psychologists here. We're just regular women, just like you are. Um, and so when I hear that, you know, I do think in terms of like, you know, if he's trying to change the way I think about myself. Okay. And that change means now I think badly about myself. That's very, very toxic. So like what you're saying is like, oh, you know, like everything you just said, if a man is coming at you with these things, it's just, it's truly one thing I know for sure. It's a reflection of how he feels. Right. It's a reflection of his insecurity, but he wants you to feel it's a low and he wants you to feel a certain kind of way that's bad. And so if you're a woman though, let's talk about this. Yeah. If you're toxica, you're, you're a toxic freaking woman, you know who you are. And you may not think it's toxic because that mother effer should have freaking known better. No. If you have a need to be in control of his, any area of his life, you have toxicity happening. You have sepsis. What's it called? Sepsis? Sepsis. Like when you get like like a, your blood is toxic. I don't know. Like sepsis? Like where, okay. Okay. But Uh, drop it in the comments if we're saying it wrong. It's okay. um, But you know, it's, it's not good. Yeah. Like, and it, to me, it all stems from two things, insecurity okay, and uh, a need for control because there are people that if they're not in control, that feeling of not knowing and not being in control drives them freaking crazy. Right. And that crazy is what's toxic. It's toxic right. for you. Right. If you're feeling that way, it's toxic. Yep. I know. I, I agree. I mean, there is a lot of things that, you know we do when we are in a relationship and we're unsure of the person. And a lot of the times it's triggered by something though. Maybe the person that you're with that you're now following, maybe they did something. I, I could say firsthand, like I didn't do anything that I wasn't supposed to do. I remember that I was 
trying to end that relationship. I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere and he wouldn't let it go. There's people that just won't, won't let, it, let go. it go. And that's where I think it's like borderline toxic, borderline obsession. And when that happens, that's where they're going to sneak into your, your house. That's where they're going to put GPS systems in your freaking yeah. car. Yeah. That's when you're going to get followed. And the thing about it is, is that I don't think that people that are this obsess obsessive or toxic really measure how angry they are or how angry they yeah. can get. And that's where, like, unfortunately, you see, like, you know, the, these news channels where it's, like, timeline. You know, it's, like, what happened the night of? The first 48. The, yeah, the first yeah. 48. Yeah, you're, like, what happened? And I don't necessarily think that people go into it thinking that that's the way it's going to be. But it just turns into, like, a slight obsession with the person that they are now. Oh. They become the target, in a sense. It's, and yeah. it's triggered by the fact that the person's not giving them the ultimate attention. Yeah. Again, it could be the parallel thing that we're talking about, toxicity plus, you know, yeah. narcissism. Um, it could be, but I don't know. Something in them is triggering this. Yeah, it's a fear of losing you. you. It's not even love. I mean, I'm just going to say it. That's true. It's not even love. You can sit there and be like, oh my God, because he's so in love. No, it's not love. He, he's, that person is broken. Right. And that brokenness is, is manifesting in his fear of losing you, which by the way, there's nothing that that person can do. To get you to love them. Right. And so right. if you're the person, if you're the toxic person, mm -hmm. and you freaking feel so uneasy when you don't know where that person's at, let's just say in the dating phase, okay? Right. Or they broke up with you, they're like saying, you know, I think I need my space, or whatever And you think it is. it's somebody else, And usually. you're Now you start creating stories in yep. your head. You yep. start telling yourself a story that you believe. Right. And so I really urge you, if you're listening to this, to literally step away from the phone, don't text, step away from yourself and really just take that inventory and go why am i feeling like this right. why do i care why do i want to hang on to someone that clearly isn't as into me as i'm into them right like you have to put yourself in a in a loving place for yourself right and go this feels crazy right it, is it crazy. probably looks crazy if i act out so let me just let me just cut, cut right. the cord on that um i think there's no i don't i don't think there's anything normal about how, like obviously something's being triggered within you if you have to go and and see if the person is where they're saying that they're going to be if you have to go and drive by where they said they are if you have to put gps on their car and if it's not what aligns with you and the story that they told that you're going to go slash tires that you're going to go break windows <laughs> that you're going to go and um and do other crazy things i mean there is something within you that is not allowing you to have self-love for yourself to say you know what I don't like how I'm feeling and what this is triggering within me. So what do I have to do in order for me to get back to the basics, yeah. which is to do, you know, that gut check to say, why is this person triggering these emotions within me? Yeah. Um, you know, if the person's going out on you, if they are like, let's just say dating somebody else and obviously you're not the one. And yeah, if that's the case, then you just got to, really, they're not the one. Exactly. Like, and, and, they're and that's not the just one. what it boils down to. And it sucks and it hurts. It and does. And it's like, ugh, the ego gets bruised. Of like, course. There's all kinds of things, but it's survivable. I agree. You know, it's a survivable accident. You accidentally chose this person that turned out not to be as into you. You dodged a bullet. Yes. You know, it's like what they say God's rejection is life's, or, or life's rejection is God's protection. 
Okay, you know? I never so, heard that one, yeah. but I like that one. So it's like, it's okay the things that fall away from you, because again, right. they're falling into place, like, you're not meant to be with that person. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people go, oh my God, like, like completely crazy over this person that didn't want to be with them anymore, threatening suicide, threatening which suicide, we talked about, yeah. all these different things, and then all of a sudden, once they finally just let themselves go be. through the process of getting over them, because guess what, it's only going to take you... It'll take you three months or it'll take you three weeks, depending on your personality. An uncle told me that when I was really young and I didn't believe him. And it's absolutely true. Three weeks or three months. I'm thinking if you're not married. It's like three is a magic number. Okay. But if you're married, maybe three years. It could be a little tough. But if you just give yourself that three or whatever and go, okay, I'm supposed to get this three weeks. Just get it out of my system. I'm going to cry. And I'll I'll one up on that. So rather than thinking of what they're doing, where they're going, if they're lying, if they're not lying, I mean, think about three positive things that could make you grow as a person, like the things that you want to accomplish for yourself. Because at the end of the day, no one has the power over your happiness and no one has the power over what you're going to be doing. And if it's crazy lashing out where you're gonna you know grab the golf club and like bash his windows like there is no one has no one should have that type of power over you where you think that that's okay to prove a point you have to then take those i'm gonna one up on you take those three things and say okay how do i better myself what kind of book what kind of group what kind of you know maybe i i go for a jog for 30 minutes a day and just really clear out my mind or meditate for 30 minutes. Like don't let the person be the center or the focus of attention. Now, if you're with someone that is completely toxic, you know what your boundaries are. You don't know that person's boundaries. Yeah. So you don't know if he's going to come after you. Cause I mean, you don't know how it's going to end up. When they lose it. I mean, their pupils even change. Cause I, I mean, yeah. I, I've seen yeah. it personally where like their pupils change. Yes. It's just on a, it's on another level of, of obsession. Yeah, if you may, scary. you know, it's scary. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, we, we, it's been kind of like a, it's an ongoing joke when you hear, oh, she's a toxic guy. And you're like, yes. it's funny, but it's not funny when you're actually going through it. It's scary. Well, it's scary. It is. If we swing it all the way over to like a lighter situation. So we're, we're talking about the big, dramatic, the, yeah. obvious, this person crazy, help, yeah. like obvious. You know, they want to control me, but they can't control themselves. Right. That's, that's a whole other thing, right? That's crazy. But, okay. If we go, what does that start to look like at first? What are the the first little toxica signs? I saw a TikTok video and it was so perfect. And it was a video of a, of a couple. Obviously, they were doing a skit. Okay. But it's like she's very beautiful and she's sitting there and they're like out to dinner or lunch at a restaurant. And then he places his order and the waitress goes, oh, I love your hair um. or your hat. And he goes, thank you. And he's like flattered. Hey, thank you. He's like right. happy. And when he turns back at his girlfriend, she's like looking at him and she's just staring at him and he's like. Oh, oh, okay, okay. You see him like shriveling down mm. in like fear um, as the minute passes. And it's like, to me, that is a thing too. It's like, we've all been there where we're like, oh, okay. Like, okay, she's flirting with my husband. My husband kind of likes it. Or she's flirting with my man. And my man kind of likes it. You know what I mean? So like, but how we respond to that mm-hmm. determines if we're freaking crazy or not. Like, I know you have crazy stories. I do. And I have crazy stories. No, I totally do. But I feel like it, it matters on the dynamic of your relationship with your husband or yeah. your significant other. Meaning, like, 
if you know that he's like very nonchalant and says, oh, thank you very much, and then looks away and is and complete, back to center with you. and then complete gentleman, then that's one thing. Yeah. But then if, as she turns around, he checks her out because that happens also. Uh. So then that triggers an emotion. So I'm not saying that that's a justifiable emotion on a woman <laughs> to go slash tires or what have you. I understand that. Yeah. Because we all love compliments. So there's nothing wrong with your significant other getting compliments, but it's the way he receives it also. Oh, 1000%. I used you to know? tell, for example, in my relationship, um, people would say, Rachel, you don't, you're not, not jealous, huh? Like yeah. these girls, whatever. And I go, no, I don't have to worry about 1000 women in the world, like right. around him that might look at him. Like I got to worry about his one reaction. That's right. it. I'm not going to stress out. I go 100 women in this nightclub or wherever we were, right. can line up nude, do whatever, give them their, show off their, greatest so-called moves or whatever and i'm not looking at them i'm not thinking look at this you know what freaking trying to get my man i don't freaking care about them Mm. i care about how he He responds and reacts to that that's all i care about and so i highly encourage you to do that because i lived a very peaceful life even Mm -hmm. though you know there was women listen there was guys making moves too and he Mm. wouldn't really stress out about it because we kind of had this thing, right? Yeah. And so I think if you can get to a place where you go, okay, I'm just going to focus on his reaction. And guess what? If you don't like the reaction, and you got to be real. you got to be real. He's a human being. Someone pays him a compliment. He's going to get flattered. But like Dahlia says, if that turns into now he's looking across the room to see if he can make eye contact right. with her. Now, no matter what we're doing over here as, as a couple or groups at a, at a party, he's trying to find his way to go be right. where she's at. You know all the signs. If you're seeing that... That's an alarm right. that demands your attention, not to right. break things, but to, to say to him, hey, what are what's you doing? Up? Yeah. Like, hey, what's going on? Like, what's, yeah. what is this? Like, she compliments But see, a you, lot you know? of the times, here's, here's my perspective on what you're saying. Yeah. A lot of the time, because the guy is a little trifling, right? Because yeah. he can be. And, and again, I always say girls can be trifling too. Oh, yeah. I'm not just saying that guys are. I mean, are. it takes two for that it situation. It most definitely yeah. happens that way. But... A guy can be trifling, so can a girl. However, the way that the woman responds and the way that the man is, if he's out going out on his girl, and even though you may not be, he automatically assumes that you're going to do it because that's the way he is. For sure. So guess what? That's going to ignite... And if you should be wearing something, and, and women typically, depending on how you're dressed, you will demand a little bit more attention than than a man. Of course, and so, yeah. and it's the type of attention that you get, and the type of man that you're with, and that could trigger something. So when you're on your way home, he may just flip out on the oh, way yeah. a guy said something to you, and no matter how you would have responded, nothing would have been good enough of a response because of the fact that someone's trying to hit on you, yeah. and it almost gets to the point where you just only want to look down because should you make eye contact with anyone, the person that you're with that's toxic will automatically assume that you're already having an affair, that you knew him from the past, that you have his number, that it's you your know him because you're, wearing this because outfit you're and doing this, this because it. yeah, mm-hmm. you the way that you moved and all of a sudden now you're on your drive home. Maybe he's like racing, going a hundred miles an hour, oh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. trying to like crash into a pole, yeah. like you guys are arguing. And if there should be alcohol, which no one should be dr- drinking and driving, but should that ever happen where it's like, oh, I had a beer or two and he's driving home now and now your life is in danger. There's nothing worse than that, in yeah. my opinion. Like yeah. those types of fights, I it's, I just, yeah. I cannot tell you. They're like the worst thing yeah. ever. 
Yeah. And the hard thing, the real hard thing about that, besides how scary right. that is, and also how difficult it is because it's so far out of your control, that situation. You can't you know control I mean? that But at the all. fact that it's coming from his place of knowing what he's all about and his place of knowing that he makes moves on girls, whether they're married or not, looking that way. Right. Like, he knows what he likes. And he and knows, he knows what, triggers, what he does. And he knows what triggers him to cross the line. Exactly. So now he has, you know, this dime piece on his arm that's his yeah. wife. Which, by the way, hello, that's why he probably married her in the first place. But then you put her out there and these guys that might be wealthier than him, better looking than him, younger, fitter, whatever the, tall, whatever the situation is, mm-hmm. give you eyes or do or compliment you like, oh, wow, you look great today, Delia, whatever. And now he's like, what? Because mm-hmm. to him, he knows that when he has the courage to say that to a woman... Who's with the man is because he knows how far he'll take it. Absolutely. And so now you're guilty by his own association in his mind of, of what he was willing to do. Exactly. And so, so toxic. It's never good. <laughs> and the girls and women are and the, let's flip it. And, it's and, for and women, women too. it goes the same way. I mean, women are the same way and women can be a little trifling and can be a little cheaters and you know they may see a guy that has more money than the guy that they're with and they just want to one up on that and I see it more often than not and a lot of the times you know we give men the bad rep and I'm not a a man I'm not like trying to cheer the men on but I understand that it's just each individual is set their ways and the way that they operate is is set in their own individual ways. Yeah. So it's not to say that I'm going to blanket everyone as a man. Well, all men are cheaters and beaters and all women are bitches. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah. Everyone has their own little Kirk, a little, little Kirks or perks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The little quirks. And so it's just a matter of figuring out, okay, this is now becoming a toxic relationship. What do I got to do to get out of here? I mean, honestly, but also let's talk about toxicity in the sense of like, um, so let's just say you're not the jealous type. I know that for me, I wasn't really the jealous type and he actually, it, that translated in his mind as I'm harmless. No, Oh. Not that I didn't care. He literally thought, he said to me after a divorce, I knew, because I said, I, you know, I just want you to know, I never cheated on yeah. you, or no matter how many, you know, high level people I was around or whatever, opportunities were always there, but I never did it. I just want you to have that peace of mind. And he said, I've always known that you didn't do it. And I was like, what? Really? Why? And he's like, because you just weren't a jealous person. So he goes, so I knew your mind didn't work like that. Mm. And so it was proof almost. That that's why he was kind of like, uh, 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 because he knew what he was doing. And I'll give you an example. He worked at a retail store. I told the story oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a few episodes ago. And he had an incident where he had he was sleeping with someone who was married. Right. And that husband came to confront him. It was a whole freaking drama that right. I shared. Right. That I couldn't believe I shared. Right. Um, on that other episode. So take a listen. But um, what ended up happening is that he was working at a retail store. We were young. When that happened, we were young. We got married. Right. So fast forward, I'm in college or whatever, and I get a job at a retail store, a big retail store, not the same one. Right. But I'm just working because it's holiday pay, whatever. And so I'm working at the, and I had no idea until, I'm, I mean, I'm talking, I'm like four hours into my shift. And one of the ladies says, hey, Rachel, did you know that your husband is here with the baby? Yeah. And I go, my husband's here. Oh, you did and share I go, that with you. story. Yeah. And I go, what? No, and she goes, yeah, he's been here. He's right, like, cause she could see the cameras. Yeah, and she goes, look, he's in the, he's in this one aisle. And I was like, what the heck? So I walk over there and I peek down the aisle. Well, I mean, I'll just say it's Target. I work yeah. at Target. Yeah, yeah. College. And I look, and there he was. He was just kind of standing there with the baby. No. And way. I looked over, and then the baby goes, "Hi, mom." 
you know, because he's in the Aww. thing. And then I'm like, hi, baby, whatever. And I walk up, I go, hey. That's and that. then the, and my baby was like, can we go home now? Aww. Like, this not because he was there the whole time. So I just thought, so I said, well, why didn't you come looking for me? Like, why didn't you tell me you were here? Oh, no, you were working. We didn't want to bother you. Hmm. But fast forward down, and I connect all the dots because, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. And guess what? Because he knew what he was doing when he worked in a store like that. And now his wife was working in a store like that. Right. And he thought she's going to probably do the same thing. He was watching. He was watching. Wow. And yet it never, even though I went through that incident with him, it never crossed my mind. Like I never thought, oh, I'm going to meet some guy and like we're going to go in the back in the stock room. I don't know. You know? But that's Do you like, think because if you were going to go there, you'd have just left him? Or do you think yeah, it just was sure. never in, in you to do that? Yeah, I just knew I had men in my life who stepped up and we'll be talking about this in another episode but I did have men who stepped up in a big way in a big obvious like mm-hmm. I'm applying for, for his the job. job yeah Ooh. not just I want to ride or a slice or whatever yeah. it. like I'm applying for this for man's job. job and it was like I couldn't go out like that because of, just because of my kids and I just felt like I just couldn't yeah no, no, no. everyone's different yeah. I just personally couldn't so I guess my husband knew that about me. Like, he could just tell that I was kind of like, oh. So, did you ever... Okay, so here's my question to you. So, talking about toxicas, did anybody ever in your previous relationships ever ignite that anger where you're like, I swear I will slash his tires. Did anyone ever do that to you? It didn't happen until the very, very last time when I got the call from the girl that that's the time that... The marriage ended because that moment when I spoke to her, I did whatever. And then I spoke to him and he said, it's true, whatever. I freaking lunged at him physically and like kind of like kind of like threw her in the bed or whatever. And like I kind of like jumped on him and started like hitting. And I think I like we knocked the lamp over and we ended up on the ground. It was a whole thing, but he never hit me back. He was just like this. And he never, he could have, he's very strong and yeah. he had had abusive problems in the past. So off and on. he knew that he, he was wrong. He could have done it, but he was just taking it. Because mm. he also was shocked. He said it was so shocking to him because he had never seen me Get lose it way. like that. So my personality, I've seen some very big things in my life and I, I just go, okay, mm. like I, my personality is not very like. Aggressive. No. Okay, so you're not an aggressive person. So then that wasn't going to affect you at all. You know, like you weren't going to lash out throughout your marriage until. Like I didn't go looking for the woman that, you know, he cheated with at the store. Like I didn't go, like, we're going to find her. Like I I didn't go, what does she look like? Show me. I didn't ask, what does she look like? I, I apparently I had seen her twice or something. And, um, and to me, it didn't matter because at the end of the day, it could have been a freaking whoever it could have been, it could have been whoever, like ugly. It didn't even matter. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like that woman is not better than you. Right. I knew that. Right. There's, there wasn't, I mean, I'm the mother of his children. Like that woman and I was together. Like I was, you know, so to me, I'm like, I know what I freaking do to take care of myself. I know what I do to take care of my freaking husband every day. Yeah. Not just in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I knew she wasn't quote unquote better. She was just different. Right. That's it. And that's the thing. I think a lot of the time we always talk about this or, or maybe we haven't, but for men, you know, it's just a quick hookup where we are emotional beings. So yeah. if a woman cheats, 
nine times out of ten, it's for emotional support mm-hmm. and love, and they connect on a different level. Where guys, um, in my opinion, again, not to bash men, but we, they're kind of wired differently. So they, you know, can have sex with whoever, like shaking someone's hand, it's like hi, nice to meet you. Um, okay, cool, let's go to the next, and still love their wife right and be like well i never cheated on you i don't love that girl she's just like it a doesn't count in their mind in their mind it does you know what i um i heard this from my um childhood best friend's brother and he would say yeah no i have friends that are like with hookers and like and i said how and and he was explaining to me that in in their mind it wasn't cheating because that. They were just doing it because they're men and they were just, you know, getting a cheap thrill. They're not emotional about it. Nothing. It doesn't even, they don't even remember her name. They don't even care what she She looks like. Nothing. It doesn't even matter. And it was so mind boggling to me that I remember being 16. So obviously I'm still young. I'm still very naive. I don't know. You know, I'm not. I'm not girls gone wild by no means. So I was just trying to <laughs> trying to process that. And it always stuck with me, even at, at that young age. And then fast forward to my marriage, and all of a sudden, like I kind of go back to reflect back in time, and I'm like, that's what it is. But I'm not saying all men like hookers, by the it way. It doesn't even justify it. Right. Because at the end of the day, when you make a commitment to someone, you're just making a commitment to someone. Right. Like you're saying. Yes, you're going to eat the same from the same plate every single day for the rest of your life. Like you're going to go out into the world, but mm-hmm. when you get hungry, you're going to come, you know, go get your appetite. But when you right. get hungry, you're going to come right back. My grandmother used to say that. Don't be so concerned about where they get their appetite. Just make sure that he's coming home to eat with you and don't deny him that. Because we talked about another episode where women don't want to have sex have with sex their sex. husbands and stuff like that. Men are visual. They could see someone at the freaking grocery store line with Lululemon freaking pants and, and visually they're in their minds. They're already imagining the they're whole thing. Jitter. Like it just is what yeah. it is. Yeah. But if he comes home thinking, hey, honey, you want to put on your Lululemons? <laughs> why are you going to be like, why? Why, yeah. why Lululemons? Like what'd you see at the store? Like right. what happened? Like right. that's toxic to me. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know? it is. But, it is, but um, you know, I think we do, and we talked about this also. I think that there's a lot of things that we do do, and I think that if you don't do them, you should really try to do them. Which is always make sure, in my opinion, like I've noticed that we've talked about how some women have children, and then they'll chop off their hair, and then they're all of a sudden won't do their makeup, and they won't get their nails done, and if they don't do their nails. They probably they're not taking care of other stuff and you know what it's it's just part of being you know like it's like the guy not coming home and not paying for the bills and all of a sudden just being irresponsible you have to have some type of responsibility for yourself I'm not saying to be conceited and be all about yourself no but you have to kind of have that balancing act where you know what your husband comes home and you're not just in flip-flops and just with the same thing that you rolled out of bed and you're oh. he's coming home with the same you know stuff that you're wearing oh, like God. try to give yourself a little bit of love and 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 put that little effort in you and and I promise you even if you do that though <laughs> Nothing guarantees anything. There's nothing you can do to ensure your husband won't cheat on you. There's like nothing you can do short of causing some paraplegic accident and he's wheelchair bound and you're the one that has to be freaking taking care of him and wiping his butt every day. Like you're like, there is nothing you can do. So like first step one, 
Toxica lesson number one. Yeah. There is nothing you can physically do in your power to stop that man, a man who's gonna True. who has it in him. But try, I understand. No, that. no. But I, I'm gonna. So I love but it. I love you it. need to. But you need to take care of you. You need to look your best. Which if you look your best, you're gonna feel freaking great. Like. When I'm walking around, like after my divorce, I let go a little bit and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do my makeup today. Oh, my, I'm going to put my hair in a bun. You know, I think I'll just go to the store like that. It never used to happen where my boys are even like, what? Who's, who is this? Yeah, like, who are and, you? in my marriage, I guarantee you, when I left my room, I was camera ready, as they say. Right. And you know what? I can tell you because I did that, I had people like in my mm-hmm. family going, Rachel, that's too much. Let me tell you, so. when the marriage ended, ooh, I walked away with all the boxes checked. I knew I was walking, as much as it hurt my heart, I knew I was more of a wife than he deserved me to be. Right. And I removed every excuse. Right. So I had the peace of mind of knowing everything he did to break this marriage. Right. I didn't contribute. Like, I didn't give him a reason mm-hmm. to do that. Like, mm-hmm. he had very little, there was no bushes to hide around. Yeah. It was one thousand percent on him right that he chose to take those steps like in the marriage mm. and it's for you so although we're saying you know get fixed up because it's good for the marriage like it's good for you it's good for your self-esteem and yeah. i don't care if you just had a child and you have toddlers and you have this yep. and you have that like literally together. like put mascara on curl your eyelashes it doesn't take much put some lip gloss yeah. on and, like, and if you're gonna do the pajama style like do it nope. cute yep. you know like really rock it i mean don't let yourself go i think that a lot of the times we do become possibly toxic because they are you know igniting that within us because obviously they say things that they're not doing, they're supposed to be somewhere, they're not, they don't answer their phone, and then it just really ignites something within you. But if you're confident about yourself, you're keeping up with yourself, you're maintaining your household, you're maintaining yourself, you're maintaining your career, your job, your work, whatever it is that you're doing. I know for women, there's a lot more expected of us when we are, you know, wives or girlfriends or whatever it is, just because we carry a lot of the weight. In my opinion, the men carry a lot of weight also, but it's like this balancing act that, yeah, it's a little bit different. But I think as a woman, as a female, like I always say, like if I'm with someone and they're starting to, you know, not shave and their belly's getting bigger, like there's that part of me that needs to nudge him and be like, hey, you and I need to get on the same page here because we need to make ourselves better. What do I have to do to ignite that feeling of like, hey, let's. Let's go to a gym together where you and I work out together or we do it separately. And, you know, there's that that maybe once every six weeks or once every three months you go get your hair done. Your nails. I mean, like, paint your nails. Do your toes. Like, it's the little things. Do your eyebrows. It's just be ready. Be ready. Be ready. If you had an opportunity in business to say this all the time. Right. If somebody called you right now in the next 10 minutes, hey, can you be there in 10 minutes? You'll get to be on the Oprah show. Let's just say. Right. What do you, what do you, you're going to be sitting here with your little freaking hairs? Like, no, you're, you're like, I still have to take a shower. Anything. Yeah. You got to no. show up for life and like, just show up for the day. Like, right. cause you don't know what it's going to, what's going to expect. But also men and men, if you're listening to this, chime in, whatever, yeah. DM us, comment. But from what I hear, heard from my entire environment of men, and these are people, my family, right, coworkers, right. everything. Like what I keep always, what I kept hearing is men, no Our matter mutual. what, 
want to feel proud of mm. the woman that they married, mm. they will always love you. That's for sure. But there's a little sense of pride that a guy gets. It's like when he buys a new car. I get it. It's new. But guess what? He's going to feel like that in a 1965 you know, Ford Mustang. It's like it could be a classic. But yeah. if it has a good paint job, yeah. if it has those white wall tires, it's super clean. Yeah. Look at how they are about their sneakers and everything. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like they want to feel like that about the woman that's next to them. Yeah. Right. And so guess what? You can do that on a lower scale and he can still smell that you smell beautiful. Like right. all these different things. But I will add that for me, I did flip the tables on my spouse because I was noticing that he would go to work. Okay. And he, he was in a corporate environment, so he would wear the, the dress shirts and the ties and the cologne and the watch, the whole, the shoes, everything. Yeah, he looked right. really good. And he'd go to work. I You know, I looked good going to work. He looked good going to work. Cool. That's what we did. We looked good. But on the weekends, he was like, hey, baby, in the freaking hoodie with the sweatpants and the slip-on, whatever, with the socks. So and he showed up like that for you. And that's fine and dandy, except yeah. I remember after like two years... It like clicked to me because I didn't do that on the weekends. You I was still, still I up. lived in my high heels or wedges if it was casual. Like I stayed camera ready on. There yeah. was weekend clothes and not business clothes, but it was super cute, like nine thousand, like a, okay. Yeah. So to me, I'm. I said to him, I go, you know what's kind of crazy? And I go, yeah. And I go, you go the best version of you. You give it to the world, but like not to, to me. You. I come home and it's like, what happened? I'm like, I can't smell your cologne. Like, mm. I don't get to see that whole freaking snazzy outfit. Like, the whole thing. And it doesn't have to be like business, although I right. like that look. Right. It could be super casual jeans or whatever, but like a little, like effort. A little effort, yeah. You know, to impress me. Right. And I go, so you go to work, of course you're getting all this attention. I'm assuming. And then not to mention, okay, you know? I'm going to, I'm going to like one up again on you a little bit. <laughs> okay. And then you go to dinner and, and so I think for me, like that is my weekend to like really wear something Dress super cutesy and, mm-hmm. and a dress or in heels or whatever it is. And so you show up with him and he's dressed like that. I mean, it's really difficult for you then to say, cause I know it's happened to me. Right. And I don't know if this happened to you where you're like, shoot, do I got to dress down now? Because he's not dressing up and it could happen both ways where you know if the guy wants to be really dressed up and the girl's just like well i'm gonna wear shorts and like tennis shoes then the guy may think i mean most guys don't care but he may think well she's just gonna go in tennis shoes and shorts so should i even put that much effort into it did you feel that way like where you would go change or were you like no i'm gonna wear jeans and heels and that's what it is i'm i was just always up Okay, so you didn't I was even just care. always up, and if he felt some kind of way because he was dressed lower, yeah, you then that was on him. <laughs> really, you're like, oh well. I was like, then you, gotta, you can you can hold my coat. I, and I've always been like, hold my gotta, umbrella. You gotta join me in my joy. You gotta you gotta join you me gotta in my light. I'm not gonna dim my light and come down. I, listen, good for I you. Can, I can be a fixed up woman. I'm way less good than I was. Good for you. But I can be a very dolled up woman and be completely okay if the guy shows up super casual. It doesn't bother me. Okay. Depends on the environment. Okay. But he doesn't have to mirror me in that. Okay. Because I, I, my, my ex- I, I have to tell you that's um, not super lately, but, but <laughs> not that long ago. That was a little bit of an issue just because... I'm always like 
on on mm-hmm. and so then all of a sudden i'm like oh man he's gonna he's gonna go wash the car yeah he's really like, like go yeah go like here's my keys bro like uh valet my car and i'm like oh man i gotta change now um so you i don't, don't have to change well I mean, I did because I'm like, this guy is going to valet my car. And, I mean, I was still dressed cute, but I'm like, well, let me just This guy's going to valet my car. <laughs> okay, cheers. 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 We're drinking toffee tequila, by the way. Ooh, cheers. <laughs> but anyway, Not I think valid. we've, anyway, we veered off and veered away. <laughs> but point is. Oh, is that toxic? And, and, and we did, we've, we kind of veered away from it, but we didn't. And the reason why is because if someone is igniting that within you is because there's something that you're lacking meaning you're not confident about yourself because they're kind of instilling that whole feeling of like what am i not doing right does he not love me does he not want me why is he looking at that girl and then it just kind of builds this momentum of like anger and but if you're sure of yourself and you just show up for yourself i think nine times out of ten you're not going to be worried about what he's doing believe me like if you want to know what he's doing you don't even have to put a GPS. And we always talk about this. Like, I promise you, ask and you shall receive. I promise you. Like, those powers are, yeah. those words are powerful, I should say. Pray, pray, pray on it and you will be okay. And just let go of the control. Who cares? If he wants to look, let him look. But if he's being disrespectful, call him on it. Uh, exactly. So there's nothing that you can do. But at the end of the day, it's like you have to, like, gut check yourself. Like, why am I being toxic? Why am I following him? Why am I GPSing him? Why am I going through his phone? Nope. I mean, that's always a thing. Like, I tell myself now because I know I was that woman. And I tell myself now. If I ever feel the need to have to go through someone's phone, I think that I have to gut check and say something else mm, is broken. Something's not right. So I'd rather just say, you know what? It's only going to get worse. And I have to then do the work within me and say, what is triggering me wanting to check this person's phone? Yeah. And that hasn't happened. And I've been divorced for a long time. That hasn't happened because I'm like, I'm not going to go there. I am yeah. not going to yeah. go there. It just. Nothing good comes out of that. And you can literally make up your own story. Like someone texts him like, hey, we're ready for you. And you're like, what? What? No, you you no, he gets a text and you're like, babe, who's texting us? Right. To his phone. And then it's like, (laughs) yes. uh, And he's covering the phone or he's like, oh, hold on. I got to take this call outside. Yeah. Right. You, especially from your history, my history, we're going to be like, our detective satellite right. thing kick on and you got to churn that all that volume all the way down and go he's just outside on the phone if it, if i'm meant to know something it it's will be, gonna sh- be it's shown gonna, to yeah, me it's gonna show and there up. is no need for me to be psycho and you know or and if, psychic or, or psychic <laughs> well i can be a little more psychic or... <laughs> yeah like it's a gut check right like yeah. gut check okay and then if you you know if you're dating someone that you know is maybe a manager or maybe a, an entrepreneur or what have you, there's going to be a lot of calls that are come that are going to come through. All random times. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, again, even if he leaves his phone out, it's not indicative of anything. I mean, you could, yeah, it could still have another phone. <laughs> it could still, it <laughs> could still have another phone. Yeah. Not the person, but it, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, 
Anyway, um, hopefully we didn't confuse you, but in other words, there's no reason why you should be with a toxic person and there's no reason why you should be the toxic person. Really do the gut check, really do the work, and really think about what is triggering you if you're the toxic person. What is triggering those emotions? Yeah. And do the work and um, you know, just put a little bit of effort and love into yourself and there is no reason why you should ignite or let those toxic fumes come out of your soul or your spirit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all we have for today. Unless that's we it. have something else to say. No, nope, that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Don't forget to stay tuned for our mantra. mantra. It's going to play if you're watching on YouTube at the very end on a green graphic that you can screenshot and keep it in your phone and say it to yourself whenever you need that little pick-me-up. Um, if you're listening while you're driving or working out or on your favorite podcast platform, it's in the show notes so you can feel free to take a read there. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Thank cheers. You. Oh, cheers. Stay drinking. <laughs>